sipping on caramel macchiato. That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk with Zoe, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. This morning, as you know, I'm sitting here sipping on my favorite morning beverage, a little caramel macchiato sprinkled with a little cinnamon. And every now and then I drop a little bit of whipped cream in it just for a little flavor, but this is what I do on Saturday morning. What do you do Saturday morning? How do you spend your day? Are you waking up, working out, planning your day? with your morning meditation, your workout plan, or are you hungover from last night, regretting something you should not have done, wishing you made better choices? Well, you know what? It's a new day, and you have an opportunity to make a whole new schedule, make better choices. It's your day. It's your day. I'm going to say shout-out to my co-host, Brandon. Good morning. How are you? What up, what up, what up? Just waking up, feeling really, really good. Uh, it's actually a really good workout this morning, so I'm in there. And um, a little bit later on, i got to hit the gym. I'm doing this whole Muay Thai thing now, so we'll figure it all out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good day. I, I think something marvelous is going to happen today, something amazing is going to happen today. That's what it's about, B. You know, people got to claim it. You got to speak on it. You know, I, I wake up expecting some things to happen. I'd be expecting favor, like God show up. You know, I need a hookup, you know, make make right. my day easier. And, uh, yeah, that's what it's about. You got to claim it. Be on it. It's all mine, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, be listen, you know what? Do you realize that in this nip and tuck world we live in, it seems like more and more people long for an extreme makeover? You know, it used to be that it was a fantasy, you know, to have cosmetic mm-hmm. surgery. But but it, it has become real. It, it's happening. People are making it happen. Now, if you have an um, issue, like like some women have had, like, um, enlarged breasts, and and because, you know, that they get heavy and it, and it can affect your back and back support, and health insurance now will pay for you to have reductions, because it's healthier. But there are people who just, you know, it's not health-related. They they just want a different body. You know, they want curves. They may want, may want a little, little junk in their trunk. And they are getting the, the makeover of their dreams. It's happening. Do you realize it's happening? Uh, now, I've heard about that. And, and I, you know, I, one of my clients actually is a plastic surgeon and, um, you know, he, he he tells me about it and whatnot, but I never I, I never really thought that it was like that popular. Like I know, um, you know, probably like all of those housewife chicks, they they probably all got a little work done or whatever. But you know, I mean, their pockets are deep, and so they have the ability to kind of spend money on it. But now people they are like leaving the country and going to have uh, cosmetic surgery done that is cheaper. So let me tell you what I found on on the stats. So statistics says okay. that a tummy tuck in the United States may cost you about six grand. 
But in Costa Rica, it's about two. They said a facelift can cause you about nine. But you can go to Malaysia, and it's a third of that. But it gets better. Breast augmentation, about seven grand. But in the Dominican Republic, they cost you about two. Mm-mm. I don't know. That's, that just yeah. seems like really, really dangerous. Now, I've heard about the Dominican Republic, but Malaysia? Come on, yo. Well, DR is 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 fastly becoming the Caribbean mecca for uh, right. lipotourism. Lipotourism. About eighty percent of people are having <laughs> surgeries done there, and so we we have the unique ability to have a woman, and I can't say with us today, who's had cosmetic surgery, and she was going to share her story with our listeners. So, ladies, if you are thinking about having the surgery done, uh, I would like you to meet. Tasha Johnson. She's originally from South Carolina. She's currently living in Atlanta, and she had her surgery done in March of 2017, early this year. Let's welcome to the cafe, Tasha Johnson. What's up, Lady T? How are you? Good morning. Everything is wonderful. She even sounds sexy, don't she, bitch? Good morning. She does. You know how you. I mean, she <laughs> makes me nervous in the presence of all that cake. <laughs> We want to just kind of reverse a little bit. Let's just go back. Let's go back. You said you had your surgery in March of 2017. Let's go back in January. Let's go back to January 2017. Take us back or take us as far back to the decision where you decided that you were going to have this done. Why, why, did, you, why did you have this done? Um, I've always wanted to have a tummy tuck done after I had my children. I have um, two children, um, 20 and 14, and my first child, well, both were C-sections. And so my first C-section was through the stomach. And so I felt butchered, I felt deformed, and I felt like it didn't matter how much exercise I did, it just never went away. It never um, appeared uh, you know that I would have a flat stomach. It would just—it was just ugly to me. I had, um, you know, I have stretch marks, but not severe. I would say mild. And then, um, like one side of my stomach was bigger than the other. Like I had more trauma to one side of my stomach than the other. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So you've been thinking so, about doing this for some time. Yes, mm-hmm. this was something I always wanted to do after I knew that I was done. Um, you know, having children, I always knew that it was just something that I always felt insecure about, something that I never liked, something I always tried to hide. Um, so I just just wanted to be over that uh, phase of my life where I felt like, you know, I couldn't wear a two-piece bathing suit. I couldn't wear, you know, certain clothing. I wore, like, bigger shirts. So I just wanted to be comfortable uh, 100% in the skin that, you know, I'm in. When when you finally woke up that morning or, or went to sleep that evening, whenever you made the decision, what was that process like? Like, um, I researched a lot. I researched for at least a year before I actually made a decision, actually called and um, tried to get a quote. Um, so, But I researched. I looked through Instagram, uh, Facebook. I contacted people who I um, seen already had. Um, cosmetic and plastic surgery just to kind of see how um, things went with them. Um, But I did a Mm -hmm. lot of research. I did a lot of Googling um, for the procedures, how the procedure would be done. 
uh, what would be complications from the procedure. So I did a lot of research. Um, I looked at which pictures. I looked at other people's bodies that were similar to mine who had plastic surgery to kind of see where or how my results may turn out. Um, so I did a lot of research on doctors and um, even in the United States, I did, um, you know, the versus, Dominican versus um, having surgery done in the United States. And all the results from the Dominican Republic um, were exceptional compared to the ones in um, the United States. It was like their results were mediocre. I just, I wanted to have hey. the best that I can have um, with the money that I felt like I was spending. Okay. And so you, now, if you if you don't mind me asking, you only mm-hmm. got a tummy tuck, or did you get other work done as well? No, By the way, you I look fabulous. Got... Let me just say that right now. Thank you. Things done. Um, what you have to understand in Dominican Republic, it comes as a package. So if you get one thing, you're pretty much going to still pretty much pay kind of close to the same prices if you get the whole thing. So myself, I got mm. a tummy tuck, lipo, and a BBL, which is a Brazilian butt lift. Well, actually, it doesn't feel different, and I'll tell you why. It doesn't feel different because I have nothing implanted in my body that's not natural. They took my fat from one area of my body and placed it in another part. So they just took the fat from other areas like my thighs, my back, my side, and then ejected it into my bottom. So that's why people who get a Brazilian butt lift, they say that they're natural, that they are not, you know, fake or whatever, because, you know, they'd be like, oh, you had surgery, you're fake. Well, we don't consider ourselves fake because it's our own natural fat. They just move it from one place and place to something else. We don't have butt implants or, you know, anything like that. Do you do you know what your hip size increased to from, from where you were to where you are now? Yes. Um, originally, I was a 36, 33, 37. Now, I'm a 34. My waist is a 27, and my hips are 42. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm over here with the measuring tape trying to see. I'm trying to see where I'm at. I'm like, right. Let me see where my yeah. Right. Let me see where my old girl is. But <laughs> okay, so let's talk about let's, let's, let's talk about let's talk about the process. So let, let, let's get into the research. So you okay. said you done your research. You found that um, there were credible physicians and. Um, Dominican Republic. So, what was that like when you when you went over there? What was your experience like? Like, how often did you see your doctor? Uh, what happened when you got there? Um, tell us about that. Um, actually, my um, it was a great trip. Um, I got there the day before because I wanted to go ahead and do like my blood work and X-rays. The day of my procedure, I just wanted to have my procedure. Um, and then you have to realize that it's just not yourself. It can be four or five other females um, or men, you know, because men actually does this also. Really? Um, females or men there um, waiting to have the same thing done that you're going to do. So the first day a I got there, um, well, yeah, they get they get their butts. You know, you some men have really flat butts. No, I'm I'm actually really serious. They get the man. They have man boobs. They get their man boobs removed. Um, they want six pack um, abs. They get ab etching, meaning that they get the abs what? where they, you know, make yes, they make the muscle, the abs look like muscles. 
you know, and, you know, if they don't want the flat butt, they get some stuff injected in their, their butt as well. Wow. <laughs> I had no I had no idea that it was, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to think of were these men gay, so were these just like straight men who just wanted a, a, a physique? Well, I just never, you, you know, I never assumed what anyone is. Um, you know, I think some men are just vain. They just really kind of, you know, want the, you know, they want wow. that perfect body. They want perfection. Metrosexual. And then you, well, or they could be strippers, <laughs> or they can be, you know, dudes who, okay. you know, you know, a lot of people after they go have surgery, they say that they are a, um, a, a personal trainer. You know, it's all about working out. So that's ah. how they get their money. That's how they advertise. You know, to oh, you know, she turned us on to market their business. Oh yeah, putting all types yeah. of game up in there, right? Talking about, like, oh, talking about ooh, this yeah. is different. Yeah. Now I got a question. Yes, I got a question now. So let me now. Now here's I I just want to say this as blunt as possible, and this, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there, story. Mm-hmm. Um, scars after the end. So I, I'm assuming that like. I'm assuming that there has to be some type of entry point, and I'm assuming that if it's uh, on on the behind, that they have to put it the the, the fat on the top and on the bottom. So, the, is there any way that I could tell? Like, I mean, I'm engaged now, so it doesn't count. But if I was to be on like a beach or something like that, could I tell if her booty was fake? You know, like by, by the scars or something like that. No, not really, um, because it's actually like two little holes that they put under like each butt butt cheek, and then it can be two uh-huh. holes that they put on top where they just kind of put the instrument in. Um, so it's not really noticeable. The only scar that you will see on me is because I had a tummy tuck, so that's like having um, a C-section scar. So that is the only noticeable scar. You won't see my lipo holes or what he did lipo at. Um, I had lipo on my side. So in the beginning, yes, I did have two, like, pencil holes on the sides and under the, my butt cheek. But other than that, no, it's not noticeable. Like, you probably won't be able to tell that. Um, so if, you can't tell by scars if someone had work done. Mm. So I mean, oh, wow. I've, I've seen some women, yeah, I mean, I've seen some women that are just completely disproportionate. Like, you know, they have, like, really, really tiny waist, really, really tiny thighs, mm-hmm. like a complete tiny body. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they have a booty that's just, like, looks like a watermelon is back there. Like, does that, right? you know, automatically mean that, you know, like, it's fake or was there, was there, like, a complication there or something like that? Or not fake, but... Was there maybe no. a, a fat graft on that one, or was it a complication? Did something go wrong? Yeah, no. I see it a lot well, in, in cases like that is the doctor's going to give you what you ask for. So if you say, uh, and, and listen now, these are terms that, you know, is used in the surgery. So if you said, I want a, a vixen body, a vixen body is more like a stripper body. So you're going to get that um, big butt. And you got to realize that some people, they have small legs. So if they already have small legs and they get these big butts, then they are going to look, you know, they're not going to look proportioned. So that's what a lot of, they're going to give them what they ask for. So if that's what they ask for, that's what they're going to get. I asked for a natural. I wanted a more natural look because you got to remember, my attention when I got, you know, my my trouble spot was my stomach. So I really just wanted my stomach done, but everything else was a plus. So to get everything else was just excellent for me. Um, But my, my trouble spot was my stomach. So to go pay for just my stomach and get everything else, why not? It's a plus. So, Tasha, how much was the plus? 
Well, I'm not going to tell who my doctor was because I don't like discussing prices because it would be different for um, maybe different for your body versus my body. Mm -hmm. But for my whole surgical Mm -hmm. procedure, I paid $4,900. So that included having a tummy tuck with muscle repair. That means getting a um, muscle pulled tight in the stomach, lipo to my Mm -hmm. thighs, my back. Um, I didn't need anything done to my thighs and then getting it to my butt for BBL. I paid $4,900. And that included the operating room, um, some of the medications that I needed. Yes. And a garment. And a garment is is called a faha. It's something that you wear to compress you. It's like a girdle that you wear afterwards. That's all. All of that was included. Actually, I mean, it was a very nice, clean place, you know, that I went to. Um, The doctor, I mean, they all have, it's like a suite. It's like everything is is like a one-stop shop. The hospital, the doctor office, everything is in the same building. Um, So you go Mm -hmm. to the doctor's office on the floor, you get your consult, then you go to a different floor, you have your surgery, and you go to a different floor for your recovery overnight. So everything is Mm -hmm. right there. You go downstairs and you have your x-ray and your blood work, and, I mean, everything is right there. I mean, the only difference is um, they're not as up-to-date as the things that we have here um, equipment-wise. But other than that, it was clean. It's, it's as cold as you it would be if you went to a hospital here in the U.S. Um, they are wearing gloves. The only part that makes it um, so bad is because it's, it's a language barrier. So if you don't know Spanish or whatever, then it's hard for you to communicate with these people because that's their first language. You know, so if you don't have someone who can translate for you, um, then it can be kind of overwhelming because you just, you know, you don't know. And they do things different. Like, you know, just I'm going to give you one example. Like if you get blood drawn in the United States, they put the the, um, needle in your arm and then they put the tubes in and they just keep taking the tubes out, you know, drawing blood. But here, over there, they just put one needle in your arm. They draw the blood out with a syringe and then they put it into the tube and they squeeze it into the different tubes. That's old, like they used to do that oh, wow. back in the day. Yeah, that's, that's old school. Oh, old, old yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you were you alone, Tasha? When when you went, did you go alone? No. Did you have someone to help with the language? Um, I actually, my husband went with me. So, and that was that was one thing that I. Is, is a pro and is a con. Like all these females that go, most of them go by themselves. I could not imagine being there by myself, and I. I I mean, it's just, it's rough, you know what I'm saying, because um, you're in a lot of pain. It's not, like, it's painful. I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. The procedure is painful. Like, the most hurtful part is the lipo. Um, The BBL, getting a Brazilian butt lift, that didn't hurt. You know, it's stored for a few days. But after that, that's fine. It's just that getting that lipo is is really, it's the devil. (laughs) It hurts. So, (laughs) But, I'm sorry, TJ. Let me. I, and this is. I mean, I'm. I'm so sorry. But okay, your husband was there, so you got everything done at the same time. So how did you? How did you rest? And I mean, and you said it's really painful. Like I need you to like for our listeners, they want to understand because I'm sure there's people that's curious. Mm-hmm. We are. Give us the give us the gory details. Okay. What was painful about it? Like okay. I mean, like sleeping. How was that? Eating. How was that? Okay, so sleeping. Did you have sleeping dreams is, is and hard stuff because, like that? Like, no, you're going to be sleeping because you're going on pain meds and stuff. 
You know, so you okay. want to get sleep, but it's it's still uncomfortable because if you have a BB, if you have a tummy tuck, you can't lay on your stomach, you can't lay on your side. Everything is on your back, and you got to realize like you had this BBL, you had a Brazilian butt lift, so right. now you're on something that you just had done. But they have these pillows; they're called boppy pillows. A boppy pillow is something like for a baby, like if you're breastfeeding, it's like a it looks like a U. It looks like a pillow that's a U. So you sleep with all these pillows under you, beside you. Um, so you just like any other thing, just like having a section you have to kind of like put your feet up and stuff just like any other surgical procedure um but yes it is painful it's like it it, it feels like you're burnt you have a lot of bruising it looks like you got beat up um so you have like a lot of bruising in the areas that you got lipoed um when you first get a bbl your butt is hard of course but then it softens back up to its natural however your butt feels naturally that's how mine is it's nice it's soft it's jiggly i mean i love it you know, it looks, you know, it moves when I walk, you know. I'm like, you know, hey, look, if I was a dude, I would want to date myself. Sure does. <laughs> you know? Um. <laughs> so so what, what was your care like? What was the care like at the at the facility? I stayed overnight at the hospital, and I hired an overnight nurse. I hired my own nurse. Um, they have nurses there, but like I said, they speak Spanish, um, you know, and it's like, a hundred other girls there that had procedures done, so you're not going to really get that one-on-one care. Um, and if you call them, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to come see what you need. They may understand you. They may not. So I hired my own nurse to come right. sit with me for those 24 hours. Um, so I had my procedure. My procedure was actually late that night, probably 9 or 10 o'clock that night is when I went in the operating room. Um, and then you come out to a recovery room. It's really cold. The worst part is it's cold. You're shaking. It's like almost. It's like really cold. Um, the next day they get up. Um, they come and they get you up. They put you in that first garment, which is a faha, to compress you before you leave. Um, and then you go to a recovery house. A recovery house is a house that you go to where it has nurses and doctors and. Um, they have a cook there, and it's supposed to be a recovery house. Everything that you need to recover is supposed to be at this house. Um, and then that's where I went. I stayed in the Dominican for 14 days because I wanted to make sure that if anything happened, I was where they did the work um, and wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Um, after you have this procedure, you have dreams. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't come back to the United States with dreams or anything. I want to be as healed as possible um, so that I wouldn't have any complications. How, how would you rate the quality of, of your standard care there? I hated my recovery house, and that's what I'm saying. You have to do your oh. research, and I, I thought I was, a, I thought I did an excellent job, but this was a new recovery house. So you got to realize that this is a lucrative business. So everybody is trying to do this. There's some girls who I, I would have surgery and go back over there and open a recovery house because you can make money just like that. So everybody's opened up a recovery house. So, you know, I did my, my, you know, my research. I'm on Instagram. I see this girl, you know, she was like, oh, she's going to open up a recovery house. You know, I, you know, DM her and, you know, she talked. She actually helped me out because she finalized my date for me for my surgery. She she finalized my date. So she actually went to the doctor's office, spoke to them. They, you know, finalized it. She came back. Listen, this, you pay your deposit. You're good. Your surgery is written down. It's in the book. You know, and but you then you her? get there. You trusted her like that? I, you trusted well, I didn't her? have to pay her anything. I did. I didn't have to pay her anything. I paid straight to my doctor's office. So she never got any money or anything from me. Um, and then, like I said, she had an Instagram page, and you know, I see a lot of people knew her. I talked to her like I'm like, Dick, I need you to call me. I talked to her. It was no money exchanged at all. 
um, until it was time for me to go. And then I paid a deposit for the recovery house, and then I paid everything when I got there. Now, you said the care was terrible there, though, right? I, well, you know what? It, you know when they put up pictures, it's Photoshop. Like, and when I say Photoshop, it's filtered. They, they, the house looks like it's brand new, it's beautiful online or whatever. And then when you get there, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is this doesn't look the same, you know. But now, hey, right. you know, I already I came in and I paid my money. Now I feel like you know I'm stuck. You have my money. Um, and then you know, yet again, it's a third world country. The air condition is going out. You know, I'm in a neighborhood. You know, you just had surgery. You want to rest, but it's dogs. Barking is all loud, um, and then there's other females in the house, which is fine because you know you build relationships. But like I said, it was hot on certain days. Like you know, they it's good and it's bad. Like you know, they wash your clothes every other day. They make your bed. They clean your bathroom. You know, but hey, one day I was there, the, the electricity went out. The electricity would go out every day, and while the, elect- the electricity day? goes out, my clothes. It's not. The, it's like no, it's not the whole day. It's like thirty minutes here, thirty minutes there. And that's just in the country. <laughs> I mean, I let okay. her know. Like, I was calling her while I was there, like, look, I don't like this. This is not what I signed up for. You know, this, it doesn't look the same. You know, your cook is licking a spoon. Like, I can't do this. What? Oh, no. How, how, was, how, was, your, how was your husband? How was he helpful for you during this process? You, you said you can't imagine going without him and other oh, women were alone. How, how was he a resource? Yeah helpful for you there if it still was because a bad house. Because I can house. trust my husband. You know, I can trust him. I know that he's going to give it his all. He's going to make sure that I'm okay. You know, so it, it's like having a baby. You, If you have a C-section, like you lose, you can't pull yourself up. Your stomach is weak. Um, and so, you know, it was like they wanted to help me up. I'm like, no, nah, he got it. So right. it was like he made, yeah, you know, um, he made sure I had my medicine. Um, he made sure that I, I ate when I was supposed to eat. If he felt like I didn't eat enough, he would give me his food, you know. So just being there, having somebody to advocate for you, like to be like, listen, like, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you need to come in here and do this, you know, like, because you're tired. You're hurting. You're in pain. You don't have enough energy to be fussing and like, look, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing that. So I couldn't imagine my husband not being there for me. That's what's up. Shout out to all the real husbands. Uh, that, yeah, shout out. You know what? That's, that, you know, that's damn cool right there. Mr. TJ, I like you. How about that? <laughs> and uh, I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, so, it, and it, I mean overall, it was, a, you know, a great experience. Um, I mean, if I had to do it again, um, I would, would you? you know what I'm saying? Because my, you would? I would, you know, All the um, and like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, most people say they wouldn't do it again, but then once you see yourself and be like, oh my god, this is such a great version of myself, and you just be like, oh, you know, and it can still get better, you know. And some people get addicted. Why the money over the workout? And so I heard that. Why the money over the workout? Um, Why not work out and get the same results? Well, you, okay, and again. I didn't have a problem working out. I could never get the results that I wanted from working out. Now, I had two C-sections, one through the stomach and mm-hmm. one bikini cut. So they had already cut through my mm-hmm. muscle. Once your muscle is separated, there's no way to get that muscle to go back. It don't matter how much working out that you do. So sometimes that's not realistic. Realistically, you're not going to get what you want, the results that you want, even if you change your diet, even if you're working out. My stomach was never going to change. The 
Even so, I could have worked out all I want. I still was going to have a pooch at the top or at the bottom. The skin was still going to be hand. One side was still going to be bigger than the other because of the trauma. So it was just something that I couldn't fix with working out because before, you know, I wasn't I wasn't bad before, you know. I mean, it's just now I'm great, you know. So I would have been okay <laughs> if I didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, like who would not want, you know, such a greater version of themselves? Where do where do women go wrong? Because you know, so a lot of people have a there different experience. So where where um, before we close out the show, yeah, let, let's talk about when when it goes left. How does that happen, and and what's happening? Okay, and a lot of times when things go left, they want to blame the doctors. You want to say, oh, my doctor did this. They didn't do something right. Um, you know, I had complications or whatever. No, most of the time things go left is because you were honest about your past medical history. And when I say that, that means that mm. you could have had diabetes, high blood pressure, and on your consult, you say, no, no, I don't. You know, I don't have these things. I don't smoke. I don't drink. When you do. You know, so you're lying about your past medical history or, you know, things that you're doing. Are you taking the wrong medication? Like, you know, certain things they tell you to stop taking two weeks before you have surgery. Well, you stopped taking it two days before. You try to stop smoking two days mm. before. You know, so a lot of these complications are stuff that you cause on yourself. Like you didn't follow directions. Um, you know, you did too much too soon. Um, you just didn't follow your doctor's order or you really want to have this procedure so you would do anything to have this procedure, meaning that you will um, lie about things that you really have going on medically. Latasha, you know, we, we thank you for being on the show, oh, and I really appreciate you sharing this knowledge uh, with, with, with Brandon and I and, and also the, the listeners. Is there anything that you would have done different in hindsight? I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. I would, um, I, other than going and staying at another recovery house, I wouldn't do anything different, you uh-huh. know. And I probably would have, um, no, I wouldn't even have gotten my breasts done at the same time because I think that's just too much, too many procedures at one time. So you just got to, and listen to your doctor. If your doctor say, no, don't go to another doctor because, you know, these other doctors, somebody else would do it just because they want to get your money. And if a doctor tell you no is the reason why. So just yeah. don't make your head hard. Do your research. Um, don't go. And, and, you know, a lot of people, and I want to say one thing, you know, they say that, you know, people, a lot of people go because the price is cheaper. That's not why a lot of people go. A lot of people go because these people are experts. Like they, this is all they do all day, every day. You know, even though there's some plastic surgeons in, you know, the United States, these people, I mean, this is all they do. And their results are like, Oh my goodness! Like out of this world. So what I can, I had done in this one round, it would have probably take two or three rounds for me to get it done in the United States to to have get as snatched as I am right now. Wow! What a host of information we've shared with you today. I told you it's always hot in here. It gets hot in here. Sometimes a little too hot. Now that was real talk. That was real talk. Thank you, Lady T, for sharing your experience here in the cafe with Brandon and I. We truly enjoyed it. Those of you that are in the cafe and have heard the message, I hope it's inspired you, motivated you, challenged you, and maybe even deterred you from making a decision too quickly without fact-checking and self-evaluating. Today, we've shared some things you need to know before having cosmetic surgery. We have one more announcement, and then we're out of here. Keep listening.
Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. show coffee talk with soy that is your new morning show where real talk happens every saturday at 10 a.m i'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today what a wonderful time we had yes indeed yes indeed don't forget to download the app coffee talk with soy from your app store it's available on itunes and google play stay connected stay connected folks by visiting the website coffeetalkwithsoy.com as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.